Party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prate Show here at Studio 22. Hanging out as always amongst friends over in the peanut gallery. We got Party Foul Steve. JD came in. Those of you who don't know JD, we got to give JD a nickname. She just graduated. Hi. Where'd you, who'd you, where'd you graduate from? The University of Texas at Austin. Oh, <laughs> well, hook them horns. Hook them horns. Stay horned, stay everybody. Horned. Yeah. Exactly. That's, yeah, people always ask when we say stay horned if that's a reference to the University <laughs> of Texas. It's most certainly not. <laughs> it's not. But good to have you on set. Good to have you here in Studio 22, Thanks the puppet master yourself. Mark! Sitting over there at the helm driving this starship. Hi, uh, Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, is over in the other building producing a show or doing some kind of work thing. I don't know. She's the one that makes us magical. And, of course, in the hot seat, once again, our good friend and frequent guest of the Chad Brather Show podcast, our very own Miss Sarah Gonzalez, the host of the news and why it matters. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me back. Now, you're sitting here wondering what in the world are we going to talk about today? I am. I said I'm flying blind today. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to do a live Twitter session. Okay. okay? We're going to get on Twitter because Twitter's a dumpster fire. I encourage everybody to follow you on Twitter mm-hmm. and on Instagram. Yes. At Sarah Gonzalez TX. Thank you. No that's H. both, right? No yes. H in the Sarah. It's just an unnecessary letter. Let's it, be real. Well, something like that. But <laughs> it's not Sarah. It's Sarah. Yes. And so Sarah Gonzalez TX mm-hmm. at, that's at yes. on both of those, right? Yes, on both of them. On both of those. And that's yes. all it is. Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Watch Chad on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, that has an H in it. You can fart it. Follow, you can fart it. You can, you can follow Party Foul Steve. On Instagram and Twitter as Party Foul Steve. Easy and, enough. And so there he is, Party Foul Steve. I'm shocked that wasn't taken. Party Foul? Yeah, that wasn't already taken. Party Steve, Foul Steve. Wow. Steve's wearing the brand new Party Foul shirts. If you don't know what PFAF could possibly stand for, that shirt is probably not probably one for, not you. for you. Now, if not you know, mother, not mother approved. If you know what PFAF stands for and you still like the shirt, buy the shirt. You're probably going to have to come to a live show right now and get it. So what I want to do is I want to jump on Twitter because Twitter's a dumpster fire. Yes. And so many people have no idea. Like most of my followers tend to say, I'm already on enough social media. I don't want to go on Twitter. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It took me a while to quite understand how Twitter works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found yesterday some of the mock parody accounts that are making fun of me, that people use my name and image. I didn't know those And existed. they want to say, I dress like a Mexican and what? I'm a Jersey boy because that's where I was born was New Jersey. Um and I'm a wannabe Texan. That's the, those are kind of the go-to phrases. Like, those are insults. I don't really have a problem. You dress like a Mexican. They, yeah, apparently if you wear a hat and you plaid. You know, Do you, I need to stop doing uh, no? that? No. You dress like a Mexican. Do I need what, to stop? The parody accounts? Yes. No, nah, keep I, it up. I think I, it's, it's I mean, it's the highest form of flattery, <laughs> right? It is. It is. I, was saying, so, I mean it with all respect. Except so, yeah. when it comes to AOC. That's not, I don't think the parody accounts on her are flattery. No, they're not at all. So one of the things we want to do here, because you do such an excellent AOC impersonation. <laughs> we want to do a little 10-minute snippet where I interview AOC, and we're going to get you to dress up and do the whole thing. And I promise you, there'll be enough dingbats out there that think <laughs> I'm actually talking to AOC, and it'll be funny because you do a good one. Those are the kind of things people can see when they follow you on social media. For instance, your Instagram, yes. you put those videos out, and your YouTube channel. People need to follow that as yeah, well. We're everywhere, folks. Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered on yeah. You have some great stuff in your car. 
Thank you. Great videos in your car. Thank so. you. Thank you. I've learned from a, you know, a master over here. You don't that watch my videos. Sometimes you just got to rain in your car. You don't watch my videos, but I watch yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I it's on my list of things to do, Steve. All I've right. just got to get there. Okay. I, I mean, you. I I heard that Steve applying makeup is riveting. Yeah, yes. I can assure you, you're missing literally nothing. <laughs> uh, uh, so. Anyway, let's go over to Twitter here because I so like I just posted uh, a tweet yesterday. Uh, it was a pun; it wasn't necessarily an original joke. I just kind of reworded it, and I said, "Donald Trump is seventy-two years old. He doesn't wear glasses because he's already got twenty-twenty. All right, so it's <laughs> been it's got yeah, it's got like twelve thousand reactions to it, and wow. Eric Trump just liked it. Just cool. Oh, wow. Um, and so I don't, you know, that's that's one of those things. It was just a funny joke. I look at this. People will say, okay, why Twitter? Well, because on Twitter, I kind of take the gloves off and I just say what I want to say. I'll call people a jackass in a heartbeat. I'll call people out. I don't don't care because it's just it really shows the ignorance of the world. So let's jump on here. Let's look at what's trending. Godzilla movie, which I will not see. (laughs) Me either. Right. It's always funny to see what's. So Miley Cyrus is releasing a new project uh, called She is Coming. I don't know what that means, but I will not Godzilla. be listening to that either. Godzilla was a female, so there's she's coming. The, so there's the hashtag Mexico tariffs are is trending. So, so so let's go. So the play, people ask me where do I get my news? Believe it or not, the first place I check in the morning is Twitter. Just Twitter. I want to see too. what people are talking about. Yes. I figure out what people are talking about from Twitter. I go on and see what's trending. Now the president. Of the United States, Donald Trump. Yes, he is your president. Mm. As much as to your yes. chagrin, you don't like it. Unless you'd like to leave. You can leave and go somewhere <laughs> Nobody's else. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's going anywhere. Um, so he put a 5% tariff on Mexico and said, we're going to keep that there until you tighten up this immigration issue of everybody passing through your country. Now, everybody screams on the right, screams, yes, 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 yes. That's an amazing idea. But, of course, now we're just on the left. We're being mean to Mexico. And then the Mexican president uh, actually tweeted and was telling the United States what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Oh, good. Good. Did, I, did you see that? No, see, I didn't. these are things you only get on Twitter. This is a guy that can't say? keep his drug cartels under control. Yeah, please, <laughs> please preach, preach to us about our country, please. Yeah. So, so here's a guy who... By the way, no one wants to stop in Mexico when they're marching through in these caravans from Honduras or Guatemala. So he's not accepting any tired, poor huddle masses. None of those. They're all coming to Tijuana to get through. And by the way, President, Mr. President of Mexico, the people of Tijuana are seriously pissed off about the mess these folks are leaving mm-hmm. in their town. So um, they say... The China tariffs, that's another deal, might cost the average American family up to $700 extra this year. Now add the Mexico tariffs, and we're all effed. Good job, hashtag Trump. You're officially the biggest a-hole. You just ruined Christmas. (sighs) So is Trump doing the right thing with these tariffs? What do you think? I think that this is a difficult one because I, I can't pinpoint a time in history where tariffs have not caused damage somewhere else. 
Um, You know, and it is when it boils down to it, it is a tax on the American consumer because American companies are not going to, you know, take it on the chin without passing that tax on to right on to the American consumer. So it's hard for me to get on board with tariffs. However, I understand uh, Trump's intentions. That, you know, he's he is trying to do something. And I respect the fact that when it comes to China and when it comes to, you know, Mexico, these are two completely different issues. Mm-hmm. Right. With Mexico, you've got illegal immigration that he's trying to stop. And with China, you've got the trade deficit that he says we need to stop. So it seems to me that tariffs shouldn't be the go to yeah, right. uh, cure all for every single problem that we have with another country. But I do respect the fact that he's saying, OK, you know, Congress isn't doing anything. They're fighting me on everything. I'm trying to build the wall. OK, I'm trying to build fencing. OK, I'm trying to do something. And Congress is just going to try to stop me wherever they can. So here is my solution to do something. I respect that. I don't think that tariffs are the best idea, you know, to solve what he's trying to solve. So my go-to argument has been that if he plays his cards right, he could possibly win 2020 in a Reagan-esque versus Mondale landslide, um, and possibly only the state of California doesn't go red in Mm -hmm. that regard. Mm -hmm. Uh, People like to argue with me on that, but here's the thing. The reason I believe that is because, one, uh, you can see – first, it's hard to unseat an incumbent president. It's very hard. And then you look at the Democrats who are trotting out every moron – that is ever identified with a D in front of their name because they don't put a real candidate out there. Like if they wanted to really win, you could run Hillary again. As crazy as that sounds, believe it or not. Oh, it's crazy. But wow. yeah. Or run Michelle Obama. You yeah, could Michelle, run Michelle Obama. Obama. She would she would wipe the floor with yes. Donald Trump. It's just the way it is. Yes. Yes. So get ready for 2024, folks. If you don't believe me, watch. I tend to tell the truth about the future. But the other thing that's going to that could potentially make Trump lose are tariffs mm-hmm. or unnecessary wars. Mm-hmm. We are on the cusp of both. We're seeing the tariffs with China now, Mexico, and we're potentially seeing a John Bolton esque uh, escalation, or I should say, a John Bolton inspired escalation with Iran. Yes, who knows what's going to happen? Those two things get Trump out of office because the economy is going to stay strong at least for another eighteen months to get us through eighteen, uh, eighteen more months through twenty twenty. But are you ready? Time magazine says, are you ready for more expensive guacamole beer and cars? This is how Trump's Mexico tariffs could affect you. So that's you're exactly right. And I know you need your guacamole. I do. Because it's keto friendly. I'll pay an extra buck. I mean, first of all, avocados are way too expensive. (laughs) They're expensive. They're way too expensive to begin with. But, you know, I am not a fan of more expensive guacamole. Um, But, I, you know, I just love I. I just hate reading these headlines from the media to begin with, because if it was Obama, they wouldn't be warning you of all of these things that you could be spending more on. And now all of a sudden Trump's the devil because he's going to make your beer a little bit more expensive. I just wish that there was some objectivity, um, you know, when it comes to covering the way that tariffs affect us. Well, I don't drink every now and then I'll take a shot of tequila. I don't drink beer. I especially don't drink Mexican beer. My wife does. She Mm -hmm. loves her Dos Equis. I drink whiskey. Is Dos Equis from, Mexican beer? Yes. yes. It's it German from, beer made in Mexico, right? Pretty much. Okay. Tecati. <laughs> uh, 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 what's the other one? The Modelo. Modelo, yeah. I like whiskey, which comes from either Ireland, Scotland, Kentucky, Canada, New Zealand, or Japan. Doesn't so affect me a single good. bit. It doesn't touch Mexico. I don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, I'll make my expensive guacamole at my pleasure mm-hmm. and at my leisure. I'll mm-hmm. do anything that I want to do. So I'm not worried about. And the beauty of it, and you've heard it right here, 
America has its own avocados owned by two celebrities. One is Tom Selleck and the other is Jamie Foxx. They Amazing. own the market on all American avocados that are grown in California. So get you some Tom Selleck NRA supporting avocados <laughs> and make your freedom-loving guacamole. That's a great trivial pursuit question. Isn't it, though? Yeah, because you told me that a while back, and it just blew my mind. I had yeah. no idea that these two random Hollywood stars. <laughs> they got it, man. Owned all of the avocados. Yeah. But it's going to affect automobiles more than anything. That's why I drive a Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> Not made. In. But these, these are funny things. Like, you learn this stuff from Twitter. Um, so here's one that says, he asked nicely. He asked numerous times. He did nothing. Now you will pay. Handle your this is only the beginning. We want to be friends. It's up to you. Sincerely, President Donald Trump and pissed off, fed up Americans. Hashtag Mexico terrorists. Hashtag MAGA. Hashtag Friday motivation. So these are the kind of things that you see on there. You also learn that Northern Ireland abortion protesters call for Netflix and Disney to boycott filming in the country. Mm. Now, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. So Disney, uh, Iger. What's his first name? Bob. Bob Iger, uh, the CEO of Disney, has says, well, I just don't see how we can keep making movies in Georgia because our actors don't want to work in Georgia. So, in essence, us, like Netflix, we're going to boycott Georgia and because of the heartbeat bill. And, of course, Georgia offers extreme tax breaks for movie makers yes. that come in there and do that. Okay. So, Georgia, while it could put a squeeze on their economy... Uh, they're saying, screw you, we love babies more than we like movies that are made for babies. Mm-hmm. And so Iger says we're probably going to have to boycott this. Now, let me remind you that Disney is is currently making movies in Croatia, which yes. is anti-abortion, yes. in the UAE, Arab Emirates, yes. which is also Illegal. anti-homosexual mm-hmm. and anti-abortion. And uh, um, what's, what's another one that they're doing um, – Anyway, there's several Ireland countries that they're doing it in that are anti-abortion. And so a lot of these folks are saying, we don't care. We like our babies more than we like baby movies. Mm -hmm. So, Disney, go ahead and do this. And I know Brian Kemp personally. He'll be on the show here pretty soon, governor of Georgia. And Brian Kemp has said to me personally, and and he'll say it over and over again, we might not be here but four years, but by God, they're going to know we were here. Mm. Because here's a guy who doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't care. He's going to do the. He's going to work for the right things. But I am. I, I love the hypocrisy of of a Disney that just did a remake that that glamorizes Islamic culture in the new live action Aladdin. And you're talking about people who are not only anti-abortion, they're anti-gay. They want mm-hmm. to stone you or throw you off of buildings, and you don't. But you're not going to do that. You're not going to boycott those countries or that culture. Yeah, you're going to boycott Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that just goes to show how privileged we are in America that we think, you know, we have women walking around thinking that they're oppressed because the government doesn't want to allow them to kill babies. Yeah. Yet you see what's going on on the other side of the world. And it's like they're just totally sheltered from that. They live in this bubble and this is all that they know. And they think that they're experiencing, you know, harm when they're really not. But it's so interesting to me that Disney is like, why do you want your fan base to be killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't their entire clientele mostly children? So right. don't you want more of those? Yeah. You probably should want to have children around to consume your media. Yeah. That's an odd marketing strategy to me. So things like this law or this this bill that was passed and signed into legislation in Alabama of the, of the making it a felony for people to perform abortions unless it's in a case of the threat of the life to the mother or the health of the mother or a, a physical anomaly in the baby. 
um, or this Georgia heartbeat bill. It's fascinating to me because because first of all, neither of those are going to overturn a Roe v. Wade. Right. Right. They're not. Right. They're not going to do that. And, and it's not going to ever come to a place where in cases of incest or rape and these things are not. You'll right. always be able to get. And if you don't, if you can't do it in Georgia, or Alabama, there's nothing keeping you from going to New York and doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's always going to be there. It's yes. kind of like the gun laws. You think about it. Yeah. You can go across state you, lines. You can yeah, go places go and do it. Just ask the people of Chicago who are getting all their guns illegally from Indiana, right. where it's a lot more lax. Right? Well, it would just be very inconvenient to have well, to drive well, to New York. It's, it's, it's inconvenient. But, you know, you take, okay, so people say, oh, they're getting their guns in Indiana, which have strict gun laws. I know. But, see, Indiana doesn't have all the mass shootings and the slaughters and the homicides that Chicago has. Right. So they're getting the guns, yes, in Indiana, but they're killing each other in Chicago. So what does that tell you? Right. See, there's a big difference in this whole thing. And, and that, that's the logic people don't think about. But my point is, if so California, Disney, are you going to boycott California now that they said that you can have high-capacity gun magazines and that is mm. unconstitutional to try to ban those? Now, you guys have been fighting this gun stuff in Second Amendment forever, and your own state where you're based out of has mm-hmm. said, no, people can still maintain and the whole deal was that was because these women were attacked and got harmed because they ran out of bullets. Yeah, that's a great point. And this is something that's in the Constitution. Yeah. I don't recall seeing uh, abortion. Murdering babies. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> There's I mean, my bias. I don't have the Constitution, you know, just in memory. Yeah. I can't recite it, but I'm pretty sure it's not in there. No, your right to uh, abort your baby is not uh, is not a shall not be infringed statement <laughs> no. anywhere. And Bernie wants to say it's a constitutional right. right. Where? Yeah. Where I'm, Bernie is ma- it in, is it stated in the deal? As a matter of fact, I think I'm pretty sure uh, it says somewhere in there that we all have a right to life. Yeah, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The first of which being life. Yeah. So it would seem to me that the opposite. Well, it's beautiful, beautiful because we had uh, Jamie Metzler on the show here recently, and uh, I don't know if at this point in time that's this one's aired yet or not. That one's aired yet. Mm-hmm. I think we may be on here before, so stay tuned for Jamie Metzler because he is the leading person. He just wrote the book called Hacking Darwin. So he is he's a futurist that talks about. Uh, genetic dynamics and engineering so you can go in and pick and choose what you want your child to look like oh. and get rid of diseases and build a super soldier if you want these yeah. things and like China's doing it unregulated in a big That's way terrifying. and he said and he made the comment now here's a guy who worked he was with the National Department of what was he with Mark he was with the uh, not defense he was with the um, either way he worked for the Clinton campaign okay. or not campaign but um, administration administration and then he worked for Joe Biden and he, he also has run as a Democrat. So here's a guy who's on the left. But he made the comment. He said, listen, we know that at conception, life begins and DNA is implanted. And I said, uh, wait a minute, what? What'd you say? Mm-hmm. Now, I did it in a much more diplomatic way. And you're right. going to hear how I called him out on that thing. But he could not do anything but confirm that life begins wow. at conception. So here's a guy who said, and he said, look, I appreciate these folks who are fighting for life at whatever stage it's at. And again, I go back to the whole argument. If they found a bacteria in a puddle of water on Mars, people would lose their damn minds over it. But this idea that someone who is has been conceived when 23 chromosomes of a sperm meet with 23 chromosomes of a a female ovum becomes life and and your blueprint, your ribonucleate, you know, blueprint for the rest of your life has been imprinted. Mm. People say, nah, that's not life. So these are the things that that's that's what irritates me. And I'm going to get off this soapbox here in a second. But you're right. You have the right to life. We're fighting for that. You will always have the right, unfortunately, in this country to go kill your baby if you want to. You just got to go find the place to do it. But here's the thing. The people on the left could have had their abortions free and clear. 
forever if mm-hmm. they wanted to. This would not be a topic of conversation unless idiots like the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, had not gotten on the radio and said, oh, yeah, well, if your baby's born, you can have a private conversation, the mother and the doctor, and decide what you want to do with this. Yeah. Once you start talking about killing kids outside of the womb, you just pull the claws out on people on the right and said, oh, no, F you. Yes. Let me tell you, we're still here. Yes. And you're not going to run roughshod over us. So now you have the heartbeat bill, the stuff going on in Missouri, Ohio, Alabama, and numerous others that are coming down the pike. 250 pieces of legislation passed in 41 states just this year alone working against abortion. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they definitely overplayed their hand. Yeah. They, they definitely did. Um, you know, and I think it's it's interesting that we've strayed so far from Roe versus Wade. Right. I mean, it was, that was safe, legal and rare. Yeah. And most Americans, not many on the right, but most Americans, the average American was very comfortable with that. Safe, legal and rare. Roe versus Wade. It might not be what I choose to do with you know my body, but I want that option available for women who may need it in the first trimester, yeah. you know, before the baby's viable. The left went so far from that and strayed so far from that safe, legal and rare that I'm, all of America is like, whoa, hold on. We're not comfortable with this. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, you're, you're talking about, too, the Louisiana um, governor is a Democrat who is supporting, you know, a bill against abortion now because he even sees my party is we've gotten way too radical and extreme. Yeah. I mean, when you've got your own party saying, hold on a second, we need to back up and get back to where we were at, you know, from the get go. That's a problem. Yeah, because you have people standing in the streets and protests holding signs that say, shout your abortion. Right. Are you kidding me? You're going to celebrate this? Right. right. This is a taboo subject. This is something that people don't talk about. Yeah, for a reason. And look, and look I'll tell everybody listening to this, anything I've ever put out there, I always put this disclaimer. If you've had an abortion, I don't judge you. I don't condemn you. I will always come to you with grace. I will never look at you and say, how dare you? I'm not going to do that because I don't walk in your shoes. Mm-hmm. That's your situation. In cases of incest and rape and things like that, we'll always leave that to the family, in my opinion. That's on you. But let me tell you something. Becoming unpregnant does not make someone unraped. And I don't believe that two wrongs make a right. I've got good friends who are products of rape. But it's still, that's on you. You make that decision. I don't condemn you. You do your thing. But what I'm saying is when you're standing out there protesting and you're holding that up saying, be proud of your abortion, you have people out there who have had 12 abortions Mm -hmm. in their lifetime and their excuse is, well, I just wasn't ready. And when you have 96 to 97 percent of abortions that are done for the sake of convenience, and we know that's not safe and rare. That's not one of those things. That's that's. Oh, well, I, I knew I couldn't afford it. Right. And that, that's an, that is a form of birth control. Yes. If people are going in there, $450 a pop, boom, you're pregnant, you leave, you're not pregnant. But you're left with a conscience that's going to do a lot of things. I mean, $450, too. That's expensive. You'd think that they'd want to just pay the $10 a month for birth control pills. One with thing. <laughs> and leave it at that. One with thing. I mean, I could get, I could get 45 straight months of birth control. Yeah. There you go. But here's what I think. Okay, you go in and you have, you, you have a, an abortion. Okay, that's one thing. Here, here's the legislation we need to start talking about. Yeah. People are going to think I'm cruel and unusual. Uh-oh. Okay, you go and you have an abortion, and, and your reason is, I don't want to have a child. Okay, you had that abortion. You go and you have a second abortion. Well, guess what? There, the accountability needs to step up. Mm-hmm. It, now mm-hmm. it's time that we start putting a price on this thing. It's got to cost you something. Yeah. We'll talk about what that is. Okay. Either we take that where this almost becomes I, I have to make it a real investment to kill my child mm-hmm. or you get to the third one. You're made barren for the rest of your life. 
If you're a man, wow. you're made. You get a vasectomy. You're made. You can't do that for the re- you can't impregnate anybody for the rest of your life. Because now, but see, that's the thing. Men aren't held accountable for this action either. So men, by the way, the majority of men out there, let me put it another way, a very high percentage of men are part of the pro-choice movement. And the reason is because it leaves them left unaccountable for yes. what they're doing. They're like, hey, I can put this stuff anywhere. <laughs> we'll just fix it. You want the walls painted in eggshell? Oh, Here no, we go. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, baby. Party time, mom. Party time, Party mom. time mom. Party time, ex-mom. <laughs> you don't even have to be mom anymore. No. That's the crazy thing, right? Yes. So, so I say, I say, let's put a penalty on this thing because you're irresponsible with your reproductive capabilities. Mm-hmm. You are. You can't if you can't handle. Okay, so if if you're a felon like Steve, like you can't. You don't. Hey, you lo- charges were dropped, dismissed, <laughs> expunged, no longer exist. You lose your privilege to vote. Right? Voting's not a right. Voting's not a right. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Our friend Josh Hammer has yes. talked about that on yes. your show before. It, it, he, he he corrected me one time. He said, no, 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 quit saying it's a right. It's yeah. a privilege. And I was like, touche. Yes. You're exactly right. Stand corrected. And it's a profound thought. You can lose your privilege to vote. There's things you can do. Uh, do we need to reform some of that? Sure, but that's another topic. You should lose your privilege because I think that being able to have children as a father of five, I think you should be able to lose your privilege to have kids. You are irresponsible with the weapon that is your vagina. Or your penis. <laughs> there, I said it. I don't care. You did. How many people are? That is harsh. How many people have you known in your life that have been irresponsible with their vagina or their penis? Look at Steve. Oh yeah. Look at uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, Look at JD. She's raised her hand. As a college student, <laughs> she like, just got out I of the UT. Friend, I mean, I know a bunch of people that think that you know abortion is a Plan B pill. Yeah. Like they don't even want to take a Plan B pill because they're like, oh well, you know, I think I missed my period. Well, I'm just going to get an abortion. Yeah. And I've heard that multiple times, and they think that that's their right. And I, I mean, I even know people. That are, you know, that they've had multiple abortions and they're just like, well, you know, it doesn't actually matter because it's, it's on our baby yet. It's just tissue. And they're science majors, but science actually isn't oh, on their side yeah. because it's life is conceived yeah. as soon as the sperm and the egg. Like, you know, as soon as that. So, well, I mean, and I that's think that's said by a female, by the way. Yeah, and a millennial. In 1993, I had a, chi- uh, a child was conceived out of wedlock with me and we were faced with that. Yes. decision to make and i mean abortion was on the table mm-hmm. when it's all said and done we didn't and look at her now you know yeah. she's 25 she's has my grandson she's gorgeous i, yeah. do, I do think that 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 does bring Smart. up an interesting point yeah. that you know as conservatives we do need to make sure that if we're going to tell people life is always the the choice to be made that we aren't like steve said you know there's a lot of judgment that comes from having a kid out of wedlock and Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we are being good stewards in you know um making sure these people don't feel ostracized when they may have a kid out of wedlock we can't then judge them for not being married while having a kid yeah you know i mean i think that that is a a big part of it okay so i will i will give you this in terms of statistics the birth rate has gone up in that there are more unwed women who mm-hmm. are choosing to have their babies these days. I know a lot of girls, uh, friends who, you know, they were dating a guy or whatever, and they wound up pregnant. And they said, no, I'm going to have this child. And, yeah. and they never had any desire to marry that man or whatever. And while we wish that the marriage rates would go up. Right. Like, I'm not one of those guys, you know, like our parents used to say, oh, you got her pregnant, you got to marry her. Right. Then it turned into a shotgun 
you know, we, that's what yes. happened to me. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it, it, it was. It you was. got a shotgun yes. wedding. You know, and, and that marriage lasts about point, you know, two yeah. seconds. Exactly, and that's not it's, doing anyone uh, any favors either. So. That is another generation these days that has become less taboo, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So is does it make things right? No, but I do appreciate the fact that women are choosing to have their babies. Yes. And, you know, it used to be there was this forced marriage thing that had to happen because how dare you have a child out of wedlock. Look, in a perfect world, which we've never lived in, in a perfect world, everybody would get married and they would be live happily ever after. They would have their babies and, you know, come hell or high water, you stay together because that's what covenant and commitment means. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. And and it, hopefully you stay in love with each other. You know, it's not an emotion you wake up. Because some days you, you, you're you married. Yes. I've been married long enough. Some days you wake up, you roll over. And, and I know my wife looks at me and goes, oh, my God, I hate this fat, hairy, <laughs> tattooed slob who's drooling on his pillow. She does and not. She, yeah, she does. And then she makes a choice. I love him. Yes. She's like, I, because that's what love is. Love is a choice. Uh, these days it's become an emotion where you mysteriously fall into love and then mysteriously you fall out of love. And you don't know how that happens. And now you're off on Facebook finding you a mistress or a, a man to go out there and have some fling fun with. Yes. Freaky. Yeah. Yeah, it is. No. And I I mean, my personal life, I have, you know, some experience in oh. a, for, well, a former. <laughs> Steve, I think I'm going to need some more eyes. Previous, <laughs> I need some more eyes previous some marriage more where, you know, it is, it's, it's very hard for people. Um, even, even of my, I mean, I'm in my thirties, even people my age, not even Child. people JD's age. <laughs> um, I can't believe I just admitted that mm. on air. I'm in my thirties. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you know, they grow up and they just, it's instant gratification society, instant gratification, instant gratification. Oh, wait, marriage is hard work. Yeah. Oh, wait, you have to wake up every morning and make a choice that you are in this and you're going to work on it. And there are going to be different seasons and you just have to stick it out. And I mean, you know, it's it's a big problem. And I think it is really it's not just a young generation problem. I think it's just an American problem. Across the board. That's why one third, a little more than one third of all divorce decrees these days mention things like Facebook. Or social media. Really? Yeah, because because it's become almost epidemic with these things. Because, again, the world, it, the things are, we, we by and large, by nature, are not good at fighting temptation. Mm-hmm. We're just not. That's just human nature. That's the way we are. Do you we think are, that men are worse than women? No. No, women it's, are it's equally just as bad. No, I think yeah. I think it's it's just as bad. Some of them are pretty bold in what they'll post, even on your directly on your Facebook wall. I I am living proof. You go to my social media, you read the comments. I have a wife who has to deal with the comments on a daily basis, the very inappropriate things that are said. And then they think they can excuse themselves by saying, sorry, Jade. No, I think I would agree that women are women find it to be some sort of a game to try to woo a married man. Yeah. They, like they, it's a game to them. They think that it's fun to try to be that temptation to make a married man stray. It's a known fact that if you go out into a public place, Steve and I live on the road, and, and people are like, oh, "Do you wear your wedding ring?" I was like, yeah. "I promise you, wearing my wedding ring is far more enticing." Yes, to yes. what you encounter in Absolutely. public, because they're like, "Oh, well, here's a guy who's probably not diseased, already <laughs> has a commitment, and so right. we already are looking for those qualities in a person. So why not?" Yeah. And the older the women, the more bold in they are. Yeah. Really? I yes. can't tell you. You want to talk about Me Too movements? Come to one of my meet and greets at a show. 
We'll have we'll have sixty people lined up at a meet and greet. You want to know how much I get felt up and inappropriately touched and held and and, and hugged on in order for and these women will have Poor their child. husband taking the picture and they're like rubbing <laughs> my chest like this and they're like just take the picture and I'm like get off get off my tits. <laughs> you feel super vulnerable. Oh, I mean, I've, I've been grabbed. I've been felt. I mean, it's just ridiculous <laughs> on this stuff. So I mean, give me this break. People are people, and they're weird. You know, Glenn asked me on the show, he said, would you want to live in the Garden of Eden? I said, not if it, we intended for it to stay the Garden of Eden, because with me in it, it ain't going to last long. Um, but no, we, you know, and that's just human nature. That's just yeah. how we are. So to the point, you know, going all the way back, there need to be ramifications for these decisions we're making. I don't believe that ultimately you can legislate morality, but... <laughs> There need to be consequences. You're going to go out there and be irresponsible with your life, with your words, mm-hmm. with your actions, with your, you know, uh, you know, the, the Me Too movement's a farce. It's a joke. Yeah. Now, should there be sexual harassment? Of course not. But now we've gotten to the point where we, we've reinterpreted what sexual harassment is. You can't even flirt with a human being. now. Right. If you're a single woman or a single man, you can't even go out and flirt with people anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, now you're, you're a harasser. Trouble. And that's a joke. That's stupid. But but all the way down to our reproductive rights. There needs to be some consequences. Well, how dare you? There need to be consequences. It's going to be a – I'm not saying I disagree with you, but it's a hard one to sell. It's a hard one to sell. I, again, don't disagree with you. I just wish that we could get to the point where, you know, I'm not – again, I'm not saying I'm – I am in favor of, you know, abortions in the event of rape or incest or what have you. But imagine how many lives we could save if we just came to the table and said, can we all just agree that abortion after, you know, X, you know, Mm -hmm. certain point is wrong and just leave that rape and incest? Okay, you guys are not comfortable with, you know, um, no exceptions. So rape and incest can be the one exception. Mm-hmm. Imagine how many lives we could save if we just said, all right, we disagree with you here. I disagree with you saying rape and incest should be an exception. Mm-hmm. However, I'm willing to at least come to the table and we can continue to have that conversation later on down the road. Yeah. But for now, we could save hundreds of thousands of lives just agreeing We'll leave that exception for rape and incest, but you guys, come on, you can agree that this is killing, you know, this is killing life and we, that should not be acceptable. Also with that exception though, there should be criminal charges brought forth. Otherwise you're just saying, Steve's going to jump all up in. Criminal criminal charges for whom? For whoever committed the rape or the incest. For the rape. Yes. Yes. Just going and say, oh, well I was raped. All right. Well, who did it? Well, what about in the event that, you know, what if a, a masked attacker comes into your uh, no. You know, your apartment and you don't know who it is. No, I understand that. That's when the, you, but there they should get be a the, police get report. But they'll get the DNA. Yes. Yeah. yes. We need surveillance in everybody's apartments is what we need. <laughs> no, that's that's what we so. need. Oh, we need cameras in every girl's apartment. I don't need anyone seeing what I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just very private. That just yeah. uploads uh, directly to the no, iCloud. To your, to your <laughs> question, right here's what would happen. We have a satellite position right over your house, Sarah. Tell Stephen. Oh, So here's the thing. With microphones, which are fun. So... I'll answer your question. What would happen with is 748,000 of the 750,000 abortions that happen in this country every year mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. Right. So that's that's the deal. And I feel like that's um, a win, though. That's a win. That's yeah. a big win. Yeah. That's life. And so you remember back when uh, everybody started suing the tobacco companies in North Carolina, fought, fought back. But, you know, it became in these billion-dollar things for these ad campaigns. And so they started putting warning labels on 
cigarette cartons and things like that about yes. how this can kill you. And it's funny to me if you go into a foreign country and you go to the duty-free shops, like all the way across the carton of Marlboros, these will kill you. Yes. In, I, like, I love the, the, like, all the way across it, Marlboros, these will kill you. <laughs> and so it's, that's the warning thing. Because what did we start doing? They started dragging, you know, they started doing these uh, truth campaigns where they would drag the dead bodies out and they'd put them in the body bags out in the middle of Manhattan. And they would say, this is how many people are dying every day from cigarettes. Yes, yes. And so then everybody go, I don't yeah. want to smoke a cigarette anymore. You know, I, and so then they started outlawing it in the bars and in the restaurants. Mm-hmm. There are certain cities where you can't even smoke. But, and everybody's like, I don't want to smoke because I've seen too many lungs that look like this. Yes. Right. Yes. The too many, too many black lungs. And so then they change their mind and they go, oh, this is bad for me. That's what we have to do with abortion. You have to get to a point where people see enough and go, this is a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. Like I'm killing my child. Like I, we went to the baseball game last night. All of our kids are out there, you know, and and and. You got your little son out there, and I like I would take a bullet for this kid. You know, he just looks at you with that cute little face, you know, the little misshapen head, and that eye looks over here, and I'm like, I love this kid. I want to put him in my pocket and take him home. He's just the, the cutest thing. He's, He's so innocent. Yes, and, and I just love him. Like he just. Like your son looks at the world like with expectation. Yes. And I'm like, oh, God, never let this child lose his innocence. <laughs> like, that's what I think. I said that to Jade the other day. I'm yeah. looking at this kid. And I'm like, he's so bright eyed. Yes. And I'm like, he just doesn't know the world sucks yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know I've sheltered him from that. And I've done a, a, it's been very hard. So, but I've managed. So like with all of my kids, uh, uh, with my kids, like people kept saying, your kids are kind of naive, aren't they? Like they've been kept innocent for so long. And I'm like, Yes. Because there's no merit in exposing them to the travesties to and tragedies of this world yes. mm-hmm. before they need to. They'll they'll suffer enough in their life yes. and have enough disappointment, so let's deal. Um, but I look at your son, and I'm like, God, I just want to protect this kid because he's got those big eyes. And I'm like, yeah. so innocent. Yeah. And I'm like, how could, how could anybody, knowing the potential of the life you're about to give, mm-hmm. want to go in and end that? See, these are the conversations Twitter sparks. Yeah. They, they, this is the thing. And that's why people say, I don't want to get on Twitter. Join the conversation. Get on there. Quit putting your head in the sand. See what's going on. Because people are like, I'm just done. I don't, I don't care how the other side mm-hmm. thinks. You mm-hmm. have to know how the other side thinks. That's the only way that you're going to win the battle. Right. In the, in the battle of ideas, the only way that you are going to win in the conversation is to know what the other side is saying and to know their points. Yeah. Because one of two things will happen. You will either learn something that you didn't know, right. which is ultimately good. Right. Maybe the other side has something to teach you. Um, I don't think that that's the case in this particular issue. Yeah. But maybe the other side has something to teach you or. You have something to teach the other side, but you're not going to know how to speak to them and how to come at them unless you know what their position is and what their angle is to begin with. Yeah, there's a couple of things I've said over and over again, and I'm going to put this in a book one day, and that is you should, if you have a conviction, nothing should threaten that conviction. Mm-hmm. So two things will happen mm-hmm. when somebody challenges your conviction. You'll either change your mind and see where you were wrong or yes. it will solidify your conviction. Yes. So this is a win-win. You'll yes. either become more correct in the way you're thinking or – You'll you'll keep believing that this is the truth. So go someplace where it challenges you. Mm-hmm. The late Andrew Bar- Breitbart, he used to say, and I'm paraphrasing, 
He said, you don't debate somebody in order you, – you don't react or respond to what people are saying to you in a debate. You attack them. You go after them because I'm in this to win this, and I'm not doing it to change the mind of the person I'm debating. I'm changing the mind of the people who happen to be listening in. Mm-hmm. Those are the people. It's that third party that I'm after. I, I don't, I'm not trying to change Michael Rappaport's mind. Right. On, I mean, this guy. Who told Michael him? Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I called him out on Twitter the other day, and oh, what a pure Robert De Niro wannabe douchebag. That's true. This guy. That's true. <laughs> He's insufferable. I mean, come on. So also, is he even in anything anymore? Does anyone care if he was? I feel like he is. He is the male Alyssa Milano, Let in that he's just trying to stay relevant. If has Matt, Michael Rappaport ever been in anything anyone has cared about? No. Like, like, and if he was, he was such a side. Yeah, I person mean, that no one even knew. So I love the fact that here's a guy like Alyssa Milano who says, "Well, John Voight's an F-list actor." The guy's won a Golden Globe and an Oscar. Right. What have He's you done? He's the only one out there who is still doing theatrical studio productions. Alyssa Milano has done jack. And I mean, I'm talking about jack. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Party time, Mom. <laughs> They horned. Yeah, no. She, I mean, she is so irrelevant, but this is how she clings to her relevancy. Yeah. I think Michael Rappaport's doing the same thing. I had thing. so much hope for her when I was a kid. I bet you did, Steve. Yep. Lots yeah. of hope. I bet you did. Anger makes you ugly. It does. It does. You notice that? Yes. Bitterness makes people ugly. It, and it ages you. It does. That's what I don't understand with all of these uh, social justice warriors on Twitter, all of these keyboard warriors. You know, they get angry. I had someone... Um, did you know Quentin Tarantino? He just recently was given a standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival, even though he came out and said, I knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing. I knew all the things he was doing, and I probably should have said something, but I didn't. He's on record as saying that. And still, Hollywood gave him a standing ovation. And uh, there was someone who tweeted about this, and I tweeted back that Hollywood was a cesspool. That should be something that is very, uh, you know, unanimous. That's not controversial. Yeah, it's a cesspool. That's yeah. disgusting that they did that. I had people coming at me saying, oh, well, you work for the Blaze. So, you, and I'm like, I'm sorry, are you pro sexual assault? Like, I don't understand where the discrepancy is. Can we not just agree on this? It's like they're f- trying to find things to just be angry about. And I wonder how many years that takes off of their lives yeah. just being angry all the time. I'm like, why are you choosing this? This seems exhausting. It is. <laughs> I don't want to live that way. There is no more destructive disease internally and spiritually yeah. than. Bitterness and anger and unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you carry that around in your life, and I promise you it is a cancer. Like the old adage, it's like drinking poison and waiting for somebody else to die. And it is a cancer that will consume you. And, and that's why, you know, go getting biblical, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, the writer says, you know, be careful lest a root of bitterness spring up inside of you. Root, that's an unseen thing. Bitterness mm-hmm. is an unseen thing. Mm-hmm. A root of bitterness springs up inside of you and it defiles many. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, bitterness is an evil, evil thing. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Rather than this go along, get along, tolerance. See, tolerance is a, it's done. It's done. Over. It's done. No one, no one on the left. They don't even claim tolerance anymore. No. 
They used to claim tolerance whenever they were in charge. And I've said over and over again, these people who want these things, like whether it's, I don't care if it's the gay community, the, whether, you know, when I say Mm -hmm. that, I'm talking about the pride community. I'm talking about the, the, these militant gays, because I don't care if you're homosexual. That's, that's you. I mean, that's up to you. But I'm talking about the militant folks who are out there trying to weaponize it. Yes. I'm talking about these, the abortion people, the pro-choice people. Oh God, I thought about Eric Swalwell talking about a tweet who Mm -hmm. calls people anti-choice and pro-choice this dude <laughs> I, i'm telling you swalwell being white so yeah <laughs> on twitter <laughs> so uh, swalwell That's i've always said at. he looks like he should be named todd i don't know why nothing against todd's <laughs> in the world he just looks like his, he should be todd because he's got that square face and that, uh, uh. you ever seen people who <laughs> smile and frown <laughs> You know what I'm he's talking about? Terrible. Like he's got little baby teeth that go in, <laughs> and he's like he's like that cousin you haven't seen in ten years, but comes to the family reunion and still wants to pull you over in the corner and tell you about a business opportunity he has for you. Oh, that's, that's him. That's him. Is 100. percent Hey, I got the greatest. You'd be perfect for that's this opportunity. Him. Let me tell you about this oil I'm selling. So I, <laughs> a douche, man. So. But he, but you know, come on, you, you're not talking about life. See, that's the thing; they call it choice because they, they don't, it. they don't want to call it death. That's how they frame so it. So if you're not pro-life, you're pro-death, but they it, call it choice. Well, they'll also say it's not pro-abortion; it's pro-choice. No, yeah. no, this is the line in the sand. It's either pro-abortion or not pro-abortion. Yeah, because it's the same thing. I had a, I had a tweet that went pretty strong last week that uh, a lot of people responded to, and I said it's amazing the hate you receive by defending the lives of babies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you call me a hateful person. I'm trying to protect the most innocent being on the planet. Yeah. Now, yesterday, now, you know, Willie, I don't have a picture of Willie up, but usually in the backseat of my truck, Willie's sitting back there. He's chilling because he's a chill dog until I tell him not to be. And then he'll rip your face off. (laughs) But Willie, you know, Willie's a personal protection dog. Willie's. So Willie just has some little cousins. Right. So he's got a litter of puppies. I want them. We posted a video yesterday because the beauty of Willie being a Western shepherd, we created this breed of shepherd that would not shed. Because that's the thing. You brush most German shepherds and a chihuahua falls out. Everywhere. So Willie doesn't shed. Willie doesn't shed. And so people were like, oh, my God, you're lying to people are lying because we put a video up of the puppies. They're like, why are you lying about the shedding? All shepherds shed. I'm like, well, we put money on it. These dogs don't shed. And so then there were other people who said, oh, my God, I can't believe that you are having puppies that are being bred and you're not snipping these animals and you're having, you know, adopt and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it amazes me how people lose their freaking minds Mm -hmm. and want to neuter dogs and spay dogs because of a puppy issue. How dare you have puppies? You need to snip them. Now apply that to human beings. You'd yeah. never apply that to human beings. No. Adopt? Yeah. Adopt? Yeah. yeah. And I love all these jackasses out there. This guy just tweeted me a minute ago. This is what makes Twitter beautiful. He's like, oh, really, Chad? Are you going to take in all of the adoptees? Are you going to take in all of the foster children? Are you going to pay for their education and their food and their way through you know, college and all of these things? Well, um, I do support orphans in Mm -hmm. a very big way that we've talked about on this show. Mm -hmm. We have our orphanages in Cambodia and Thailand, and we work with with, uh, Compassion International. You can go to Compassion.com slash Chad. Sign up right now. $38 a month. You can feed starving children all over the world. That was your your warm-up for Diamond and Silk because you just had the neck thing mm -hmm. going a little bit. Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you can do any of that. And and listen – 
Let me tell you something. People say, oh, well, those are foreign kids. Well, the light that shines the farthest away shines the brightest at home. You want to get involved with our charities here dealing with kids? Come on. We welcome you. Go to watchchad.com, send me a message, and we will tell you how to get involved. Now, that being said, my parents, my brother was adopted. My brother was adopted at the age of 15 years old wow. after he already developed all of his bad habits. And my dad had to <laughs> stick his head through some sheetrock in the wall in order to break some of them. Now, still my brother. Still my brother. My parents adopted. They put him through college. So I'm like, yes, me and millions of people, just like the state of Alabama that just passed this bill, has also shown that they lead the nation yes. in foster parenting. Yes. So kiss my ass. <laughs> That's all. I mean, just, just go on and kiss this big old fluffy white ass. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, not on the right or the left because we want to be nonpartisan. Kiss it right in the middle. <laughs> Get in the middle of the aisle, okay? Party time, mom. Party time, mom. So that's what I'm saying is, is stop with the hypocrisy. These uh, Democrats, liberals never cared about foster kids. <sighs> They no. never. Now it just became a, a go-to argument. They don't care about foster kids. They don't care about illegal immigrants. They no. don't care about any of them. No. No, go on aboard them. Murder them. That's the solution. I mean, should we go to foster homes and just lay waste? It, well, I mean, isn't it interesting that they care about kids, you know, when they want to say that they're kept in cages at the border? Yeah. I'm like, well, you you don't care about kids over here. Speaking you don't care about Swalwell, kids. Swallow's well, that douchebag. So he <laughs> tweeted me back the other day. And I was like, give me an answer. You're running for president. Yes. You tweeted me. Let's talk, Swallowell. So I said, look, Eric. What is he, he said, following? Donate. <laughs> Probably some Buddhist edge. It's party time, mom. Party time, mom. I'm out. So what I said was, he said, donate $5 to me. And then it went from $5 to $1. This is like a Clinton speaking campaign. That was my campaign. favorite. I mean, this, this, is like going, like, this is like trying to go get a discount ticket on StubHub so and see Bill and Hillary give a speech. Okay, I mean, fine. Okay, fine. Not the five. Just one. Just one. Just one. Uh, just one. Just one. Let's bring it down to singles. Join my Patreon. So, hey, listen, for nickels on the nickels on the dollar, you can join blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo code Chad. And we'll get way more crap done than Eric Swallowell Buttigieg. Now, here's the thing. And, and you're saying, oh, my God, you're being a homophobe. No, I'm being a comedian that's making fun of gay people. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. So it's pretty what? straightforward. I make, look, I make fun of straight people 90% of the time. This is your opportunity to be made fun of, gay person. Golly. Well, they, I mean, they're supposed to be equal representation now. Hell yeah. So you wanna, you're just you equally representing. Give them 10% off of Vaseline and get back in the closet. <laughs> and that's an old dice. That's a dice clay joke. I can't even st- claim that as my own. <laughs> I have no comments. No, nope, don't. I don't care. Send the hate my way. Shut up, Swallowell. Anyway, so here's um, what Eric said to me. He said, okay, so there are, we're going to get, um, uh, we're going to get kids out of cages and we're going to fight this Muslim ban mm, and all this mm. stuff. And it's like, dude, if you want my $5, tell the freaking truth. And I said, show me a picture of kids in cages. He sent me, uh, he was either a Guardian or he Atlantic article. Yeah. Oh. So he sent me a, an article that said, okay, here they are, the kids in the cages, and this is whatever. And it was a left rag. Guardian or Atlantic, I don't remember one or the other. Was it from 2012? When Obama, oh, no, no, no! When it was now. Was it was it was 2018. Oh. It was it was late it's 2018. Hard to tell, you know, I know it is. You know, 2012. So, Obama and, was and doing so it. And so I fun. went in and look. The Associated Press has already come out and said, "Look, these are a matter of semantics. You people are calling cage. This is AP. Yes. So you're calling cages when when you're looking at chain link partitions. Correct. And so then some other pinhead chimed in and was like, "Oh well, 
you know, you're doing what about isms? What about Obama? And in the chain, it's a cage. And I'm like, well, look, we have juvenile detention centers yes. where we put actual American kids in cages yes. because they broke the law. I don't. I'm sorry. If you're illegal and you came across, there has to be a method of detention. We don't Correct. know if those kids are coming across the border in with human traffickers Correct. or they're being used to, to look like a family in order right. to gain asylum. We don't know where these kids came from. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. want to use your taxpayer money to, to put them in five-star hotel rooms yeah. while we figure this out? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's preposterous to me. Like, we don't send people, Americans, we don't send to prison with their children. Right. So you're separated, right? You obviously the children are separated from the parent, in which case, you know, in in the cases of on the border, we don't know if they're actually their parents anyway. We've got to figure this out. So this is for the protection of not only Americans, but also the children that are coming in. So it's just bizarre to me that they try to act like this is just some new foreign concept that we're separating these kids and we're putting them in a holding facility until we figure out who they are and if they're with bad people and if they're being trafficked and if they are who they say they are. Yeah. Is that really a foreign concept that we should be doing that? I know. I'm still waiting on a picture of a kid in a cage. I mean, show me a child. I'm not talking about behind a partition. In a cage. Now, you and I, when you say cage, that sounds brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that like sounds a dog ooh, like, like a kennel. You're yes. put, you got a kid and it's like a little. Which I'm going to be. I'm going to be fair. A couple times I've kind of wished, like, I, I would just like to just put my kid put in the dog engaged. kennel and just stay contained yeah. <laughs> just for about an hour while I hey, get some rest. When Jordan was a baby, I had racing Greyhound Farm, and oh she was like oh 18 boy. months old. And when I was doing something I needed to get, I would put her in the dog kennel. No, you didn't. She'd take naps in there. Yeah, she'd take if, naps in there. I got you, pictures of her sleeping in there. I wouldn't lock it. I would just put her in there. and. If you but, told, if CPS knew about that, if this happened in 2019, oh yeah, they'd be at your door. Yeah, yeah, they'd be at your door. It's not like she was there all day. It's like for five minutes, you know, or 30 minutes or an hour. He just knew where she was. Yeah, yeah. I knew where she was. Yeah, I put her in there with the dogs. But you're right, Sarah. I mean, it's amazing what logic will do to these arguments that are that are put out there. I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. These things. It's ludicrous. This is the stuff. These people are so outraged and so just anti everything. They're anti logic. Mm-hmm. They've lost their minds. I mean, they've really lost their minds. Oh, makes me tired. Really does. I, and that's the thing. I say put them in cages. Put them in cages. These people? All of them. The outraged people? Everybody. Including, the, including their kids. I'll let them. They, they can continue to be outraged. <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. We'll just you still keep, look young. You want to keep kids out of detention? You want to keep kids out of, of chain link partitions or cages, as you call them? Stop bringing them to the border. Mm-hmm. Stop bringing them to the border that you know is an illegal act. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. Mexico, stop doing it. They will, will go all the way back to the 5% tariffs. Stop. Mm-hmm. Hey, American people, you don't want to pay extra taxes on your guacamole or your cars. <laughs> do something about this. Yes. Hey, all you got to do, all you got to do is, is spend about $10 billion and let's build a freaking wall. Mm-hmm. Let's build a freaking wall. Paint the sucker black that bakes in the hot desert sun so that nobody can even put their skin against it. And allow the federal government to uphold the current laws. The, the same thing that Bill Clinton wanted, yes. same thing that Barack Obama wanted, Joe Hillary Biden Clinton too. wanted, Joe yeah. Biden wanted. And by the way, if you idiots are going to vote for Joe Biden, who's trending the highest in the polls, don't forget he is responsible for the mass incarceration that encompasses the black community to a large scale. It's epidemic in the black community. So here's a guy, and you guys are going to vote Democrat? You're going to vote, you're going to vote for Joe Biden? He's the one. 
who is responsible for the mass amounts of mass incarceration. If you think about it, the president was being really strategic because he wanted to draw attention to what's happening at the southern border. And what else is going to grab millennials' attention besides overpriced brunch because of their avocado toast? <laughs> it's true. And it's also, true. Pres- or Joe Biden, he actually was part of the Obama administration, which before Trump was actually, I don't know, after Trump, but for my senior thesis, mm. Obama was the administration that deported more illegal uh-huh. immigrants uh-huh. than any other president yes yep. and i'm a mexican and i'm saying this so if you really want to go somewhere yes. that's where it's at yes. Word. <laughs> mm. no know. i'm practicing Preach. for diamond and so there, <laughs> there it is again oh you're getting better at it Ooh. oh there you go that's my booty jazz that's why you need to, you need to be watching this not just listening to it because you are missing out if you are not watching this <laughs> That's giving Cardi B a run for her money. <laughs> it's party time, Mom. Party, party time, Mom. <laughs> hey, don't be stupid, people. Don't be stupid. Don't let the world tell you what to believe when you know good and well it's not the truth. So, Sarah, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Go follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah Gonzalez TX. Follow me at Watch Chad. Far- follow pa- Farlow. Follow Party Foul at Party Foul Steve on Instagram. He's on Twitter every now and then. Yeah, Twitter's. Uh, and my YouTube. I'm not smart enough for Twitter. I hate it. Hey, look. Join At the party. At least you admit it. Join the yeah. party. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you. Katie, thanks, thanks for, for the whiskey. Out. Thanks for having Congratulations me. Congratulations on your graduation. Thank you. Go out there and whoop that ass. Party <laughs> time, Mom. Stay horned. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>